0: Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayo We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10am, both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. The second scripture lesson this morning comes to us from Mark's gospel, chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. And I encourage you now at this point in the service, if you have a Bible nearby, that you would like to open that up, I know using a paper book, to the gospel of Mark, or if you have it on your phone and would like to pull it up. Otherwise, I invite you to join me in reading our scripture lesson this morning as it will now appear for you on the screen. Let us prepare ourselves to hear God's holy word. John, the baptizer, appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan May God bless this reading of Holy Scripture. Thanks be to God. I believe it's fitting that this morning we should focus on the ancient rite of baptism. You've heard me talk about baptism before, so I I won't try to go too much in in further detail. But for those who, who haven't heard, the early Christians viewed the sacrament of baptism almost as a type of burial of sorts. The early believers would go down to the river, they would take off their old clothes, and as they were baptized and came out the other side, they were given a new set of clothes to represent the new life they had received. It was a putting to death of the old in exchange for something new. And today, as they knew back then as well, we know that baptism is a promise. It is a visible promise that God makes to us As we know, God has claimed us and seals us in divine love. And it is a promise we make to God. It's a two-way street. God makes a promise to us, we make a promise to God. As God seals us in love, we promise to set ourselves on a life-giving pathway. This two-way street, this embarking on a journey like all things, comes at a certain cost. There's a consequence to baptism. It's not an act of Christian worship we should consider lightly. It is truly a matter of life and death. Is that something you've really considered? Have you considered the act of baptism as a matter of life and death? Are you, are we willing to cast aside the ways that do not bring to fruition the life God desires? The truth, the love, the mercy, the compassion of God. Are we willing to cast aside the things that don't bring that to fruition? Because to be baptized is to welcome death death of the old ways and means. And to be baptized means to receive a new life, the life promised by God, a bringing about of the new. We cannot go back to the way things were or the idealized ways that we have formed in our mind's eye. We can only move forward We can only move towards what is and what will be. Let's make this clear that we cannot worship the good old days. We cannot worship what we think is an idealized version of history. Because those things are only one moment in time. For those of us who have decided to put on the new mantle of Christ, we commit ourselves to the turning away from the past, turning away from death, because we know the cost of worshiping death over life comes at a clear cost, often the cost of other human lives. Friends, why can't we understand this? Why are we so stubborn? Why do we choose to cling to death? We shouldn't be surprised that we ended up where we are today. Because in many ways, we have failed to cast off the ways of death Instead, embracing, and instead of embracing the truth of God's life-giving love and justice, we traded it for lies, traded it for a beliefs, beliefs that are not grounded in any reality. Can we be honest for a moment in saying that we have failed to uphold the promises we made to God at the moment of our baptism? For in our baptismal vows, we were asked, do you renounce all evil and the powers in the world which defy God's righteousness and love? We were asked, do you renounce the ways of sin that separate you from the love of God? We were asked, do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior? And this past week has shown we have not renounced evil. We've clung to it. We've embraced falsehoods over truth that God has shown us. In the midst of these turbulent waters, in the midst of this quagmire we've created for ourselves, sits the hope we need to hear this morning. And we all need hope. That hope is found in the dirty waters of the Jordan. Being down here in Mayopac, I think I made the joke last year that it's almost like the waters of the Hudson. But it's in the dirty waters of the Jordan the Son of God is baptized. And even though the water is unclean, even though there are imperfect, imperfect people standing around with their faults, God breaks through. The heavens are torn open. A dove descends. And God still says this. That you are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. That takes a lot of love, folks. That takes a lot of love. Love we don't inherently deserve. But it's love that's shown nonetheless because that is who God is. I find that these days I can only keep talking about love and I fear that it may dilute the meaning of the word. But I talk about it because it's part of our calling as disciples. The opposite of things we have witnessed. And truly, as I believe, I hope you do as well, that love does have the power to change the world. we have to show the same kind of perfect love that God has freely given to us if we are to make such an impact. In his book, The Cost of Discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes that to the natural person, the very notion of loving their enemies is an intolerable offense and quite beyond their capacity. It cuts right across our idea of what is good and evil. Jesus, however, takes the law of God in his own hands and expounds its true meaning. The will of God, to which the law gives expression, is that people should defeat their enemies by loving them. Friends, in Christ's baptism, we were claimed by the love of God a love that writes a new law upon our hearts. It's a law that draws our gaze down from the valley of shadow of death up to the city on a hill, that bright city where the light of God is what guides our feet. It's a law that we are to embrace at our baptism and the dying of our old selves. We dawn than the law of love, which surpasses every ounce of common sense the world will tell you to have. So do you renounce evil? Do you renounce the powers that separate you from the love of God? Friends, do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, because we will not find such love, such a treasured life in the empty and hollow bowels of conspiracy theories and hateful ideologies. As Bonhoeffer in our reading this morning from Mark's Gospel reminds us that God is pleased, God is so very pleased when we turn and act on the divine law of love and life. I I can't help but think that the waters of baptism are a much more sacred thing than what I could ever understand. That the waters of baptism hold more together than what is humanly possible. Because in these waters of baptism where Jesus was this morning are waters of remission. A mission that Pontius Pilate used to wash his hands from guilt. It's water that holds the injustice that flowed, the waters of injustice that flowed from Christ's side. And it's waters that hold hope and love that remind us of the ways we are sealed in God's love. Somewhere in those waters, we may find a current that attempts to drag us out to the pathways of destruction and death. So that's where it's important for us in those moments to be the people who God has called us to be to step in as agents of change, agents of truth and justice and love and compassion. That in those moments we may live out our baptismal vows. God has claimed us. God has claimed us and sealed us in love divine. So at the very least, at the very least, you and I are tasked to go and do likewise. Friends, may it be so. Amen. Thanks again for listening. And we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopackchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.